This is not the time to turn a blind eye. It is actually the time to open your eyes. The, the fact that, um, uh, you know, moral vanity is, uh, I have very little patience for. Um, I really don't care how people feel about themselves, um, uh, especially when we 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 turn a blind eye to um, the 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 suffering of the victimized. Do you look at the label on where your item of clothing is made and would it deter you from buying it? Let us know your comments below. It seems the Western world could be naive of all of this and could be held partly responsible. The retailer could also be held accountable for continuing to use these manufacturers who perhaps turn a blind eye. G'day you mob, how's it going? Welcome to this episode of Aussie English, the number one place for anyone and everyone wanting to learn Australian English and get a fair dose of Australian history, culture, news and current affairs, all that jazz. I am your host Pete and this is another expression episode where I will be teaching you how to use the expression to turn a blind eye like a native speaker. All right, so I hope you guys are well. It's been a bit of a busy week. We're obviously leading up to Christmas and there is a lot going on for everyone, (laughs) everywhere, I think. I've recently been working at the Whiskery, the Bellarine Distillery, as some of you guys might know, making this stuff, whiskey, and they have been under the pump. That is a good expression for you. Under the pump means incredibly busy, feeling the pressure. They've been under the pump. So, I've been helping out there, bottling gin, bottling other things and and getting all of the uh, sales sort of ready for their Christmas sales. They've been receiving a lot of um, sales online. But yeah, if you're interested in gin and potentially whiskey in the future when that's released, check out the Bellarine Distillery. And if you just like nice sort of wineries, you know, restaurants that are in nice places and you live down near Geelong, go and check it out. It's a good place, really nice. So, there's a little plug for them and what I've been doing recently. All right. So, today's episode, guys, today's episode is to turn a blind eye, right? We're going to be going through that expression in today's episode. But before we do that, as usual, I'm going to teach you or teach you, I'm going to say for you, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you a joke, okay? Are you ready for this? It's another knee slapper, right? It's so funny. You're going to be slapping your knee. What do you call a blind dinosaur? What do you call a blind dinosaur? Hmm. Have you heard this one before, right? So, a dinosaur, right? Something that lived 65 million years or earlier ago. The asteroid hit the Earth and they went extinct. They were large reptiles. I think technically they weren't lizards, but they were reptiles. They were similar to lizards. They went extinct after that meteor hit the earth. So, what do you call a blind dinosaur? A do you think he saw us? Do you get it? (laughs) Oh, my God. Horrible. So, we have these jokes all the time with dinosaur jokes, right? Because dinosaurs tend to have names that end with Aurus, right? Tyrannosaurus, Brontosaurus, etc, etc, etc. So, 
it sounds like you're saying saw as in to see and then us, you know, as in the group of, of people that includes myself, right? Saw us, saw us, saw us. So, the joke here is, what do you call a blind dinosaur? A, do you think he saw us? Do you think he saw us? There you go, right? That's the joke. All right. So, the expression is to turn a blind eye. Before we go through what it means, where it came from and how to use it, let's break down this expression into its constituent parts, into the different words and talk about what they mean and how they're being used. Okay. So, to turn. To turn is to move something so that it's in a different position in relation to its surroundings. Right. So, in the expression here to turn a blind eye, it would be, I think, turning your blind eye towards something, right? So, moving that thing towards something. An eye. I'm sure you guys are going to know what an eye is, right? It is each of the pair of globular organs of sight that are in your head, in a human's head or in the head of many other animals like vertebrates as well, right? So, you have two eyes, or at least we do. If you're a spider, you might have eight eyes. Blind. If you are blind, you can't see, right? You're unable to see because of injury, disease, or perhaps a congenital condition of some kind. You cannot see. You may be blind in both eyes. You may be blind just in one eye. And you may be blind to different degrees, right? It could be that you're legally blind because you, although you can see light and you can maybe make out shadows, you can't drive or you find it very hard to read um, and you need maybe the assistance of a dog or a cane to walk around, right? Blind. So, okay, we've got the words there from the expression to turn a blind eye to turn a blind eye to something, right, towards that thing. So, what do you reckon it means? If you have a blind eye, one that you can't see through or see with, and you turn that blind eye towards something, obviously, you can't see that thing. So, we use that to mean to intentionally ignore something or maybe pretend not to notice that thing. So, we turn a blind eye towards it. I guess the idea would be that you've got two eyes, one that you can see out of one that's blind, And if you're going to ignore a certain thing that's happening, you turn the blind eye towards that thing and the eye that you can see out of towards what it is that you're trying to notice. So, I looked up the origin of this expression on Phrase Finder and Wikipedia. And I'll read the excerpt from Wikipedia below because it was was really interesting. Although the Oxford English Dictionary records usage of the phrase as early as 1698, The phrase to turn a blind eye is often attributed to an incident in the life of Admiral Horatio Nelson. Nelson was blinded in one eye early in his Royal Navy career. During the Battle of Copenhagen in 1801, the cautious Admiral Sir Hyde Parker, in overall command of the British forces, sent a signal to Nelson's forces, ordering them to discontinue the action. Naval orders were transmitted via a system of signal flags at the time. This is where they show certain flags to communicate from one ship to the other ship. When this order was brought to the more aggressive Nelson's attention, he lifted his telescope up to his blind eye saying, I have, I have a right to be blind sometimes. I really do not see the signal. And most of his forces continued to press home the attack. The frigates supporting the line of battle ships did break off 
in one case suffering severe losses in the retreat. There is a misconception that the order was to be obeyed at Nelson's discretion, but this is contradicted by the fact that it was a general order to all the attacking ships, some of whom did break off, and that later that day, Nelson openly stated that he had, quote, fought contrary to the orders. Sir Hyde Parker was recalled in disgrace and Nelson appointed commander-in-chief of the fleet following the battle. So, there you go. Might be true, might not be true, but it's a cool story. So, as usual, let's go through some examples of how I would use the expression to turn a blind eye, to turn a blind eye to something. So, example number one, imagine you've got a wife or a husband who comes home late after work one day and, you know, you were expecting them all day, you'd cook dinner and clearly they had, um, well, they'd come home late. They told you, they told you that they got lost on the way home or that maybe traffic was really bad and you know that this is BS, right? That it's, it's, it's a lie, it's, it's bullshit. So, you notice that they're clearly a bit drunk. They've had a bit too much to drink and they were obviously out at Friday night drinks after work. The time got away from them and they forgot that they should have been home with you. Despite it being obvious that your wife or husband is lying, you decide to turn a blind eye towards it, towards what they're saying, right? You turn a blind eye towards it and you just say, you know what, no worries when they walk in the door and you just leave it at that. Example number two. All right. Imagine you are traveling around the Australian outback. So, you're on a road trip. You're traveling through central Australia. You're dying to see some of the arid zone in Australia. You want to see some of the deserts like the Gibson Desert and the Simpson Desert in central Australia. So, whilst on this road trip, obviously, you have to travel great distances and you have to stop at Outback servos or stores in order to fuel up your car, stock up on food, snacks and drinks from time to time. So, you go to one place one day where, you know, you pull in, you fill your car up with petrol, you go in to buy your snacks and everything. And then when you go to pay for it, maybe you hand over a $100 note and it was, say, $75. So, you should be getting $25 in change, but you get shortchanged and she, he, whoever the service attendant is, only gives you $20. So, you realise, well, they've kept $5 that they owe me. I've been shortchanged. But you know what? It's not a big deal. I'm not going to make a fuss. I'll turn a blind eye to it. I'll ignore it. I'll pretend not to notice it and, you know, go on with my day. Keep going on the road trip. Example number three, the last example here. Imagine that you are a young Australian bloke who's just turned 18. You've just gone for your pee plates right? So, they are the probationary plates that you need to show on your car just after you've received your license and you can drive. You have to have them for, I think, in Victoria, one year you get- the first year is red pea plates, the second or third year is uh, green pea plates. The rules changed since I did it. So, you're a bit of a hoon, right? You love driving around and hooning around, running amok in your car with your mates. Sometimes you're particularly naughty, breaking the law, say, driving through a stop sign without paying too much attention or maybe driving 5 to 10 k's over the limit. And one day, a copper, a cop, a policeman pulls you over after you've been acting up. He pulls you over and, you know, you are terrified. You think you're going to get the book thrown at you. You think that he's going to fine you, that you're going to be in a lot of trouble. You'll have to go to court. But he ends up letting you off with a warning. He ends up turning a blind eye to the driving offences that you committed. 
he turned a blind eye and he let you off the hook, right? He left you off with a warning. So, there you go, guys. Hopefully, now you understand the expression to turn a blind eye to something, right? To pretend not to notice that thing. Let's have a quick listen again to those samples that we heard at the start of this episode where that expression was being used and see if you can now understand the context a little better, okay? This is not the time to turn a blind eye. It is actually the time to open your eyes. The, the fact that, um, uh, you know, moral vanity is, I, I have very little patience for. Um, I really don't care how people feel about themselves, um, uh, especially when we, we, we turn a blind eye to um, the, the, the suffering of the victimised. Do you look at the label on where your item of clothing is made and would it deter you from buying it? Let us know your comments below. It seems the Western world could be naive of all of this and could be held partly responsible. The retailer could also be held accountable for continuing to use these manufacturers who perhaps turn a blind eye. Good job. All right. Now, as usual, let's go through a little listen and repeat exercise where you can practice your pronunciation, okay? So, I know that a lot of you guys are working on your Australian pronunciation. You want to sound more like an Aussie when you speak English. Listen and repeat after me. Pay attention to all of the things that I'm doing as best you can, the changes in the pronunciation of different letters, the reduction of certain syllables, and the connected speech that I use. Let's get into it. Two. To turn, to turn a, to turn a blind, to turn a blind eye, to turn a blind eye to, to turn a blind eye to something, to turn a blind eye to something. 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 Now, let's go through a few phrases where we'll conjugate through the phrase, I'll turn a blind eye to it, you'll turn a blind eye to it, etc. Okay, so listen and repeat after me. I'll turn a blind eye to it. You'll turn a blind eye to it. He'll turn a blind eye to it. She'll turn a blind eye to it. We'll turn a blind eye to it. They'll turn a blind eye to it. It'll turn a blind eye to it. Good work, guys. Good work. Now, man, there is a lot going on there in terms of connected speech and pronunciation. Let's break down a little bit of it. But if you want to learn a lot more about Australian pronunciation, I really recommend that you check out my Australian pronunciation course. 
You'll be able to get access to that via the Aussie English website at aussieenglish.com.au forward slash APC. And this is the best thing that I can offer you if you are trying to improve your pronunciation and specifically sound more like an Australian when speaking English. And we'll go through lessons in that course that will show you how to do the things I'm about to tell you about. So, you'll notice when I'm saying to turn a blind eye to something, to turn a blind eye to something. Firstly, you'll notice that the word to, as usual, gets reduced and the vowel sound is no longer oo, it's an uh schwa sound. To, to turn a blind eye to something, to turn a blind eye to something. Another thing you'll notice there is that words ending in consonants like turn and blind, when they're followed by other words like a and i that start with vowels, the consonant at the ends of these words, so n in the case of turn and d in the case of blind, move to the next syllable and sit in front of that vowel sound. So, you'll hear to turn a blind eye, to turn a blind eye to turn a blind eye, right? That is a very, very characteristic thing of contracted spoken English. Well, not contracted, connected speech in spoken English, okay? Paying attention to how words ending in consonants followed by words that start with vowel sounds have those consonants shift to the next syllable, to turn a blind eye to something. Now, let's go through some of these phrases and what was going on. So, from time to time, you might hear me use the light L in the case of the contracted will, I'll, I'll, you'll, you'll, but you may also hear the dark L. Again, I go over this in a lesson in the pronunciation course, and this is done more with the lips than it is with the tongue. So, you'll hear, you'll hear, I'll, you'll, he'll, she'll, and we use this when there's no vowel sound after the L sound. So, in this case, I'll, you'll, he'll, she'll is followed by a T in turn. I'll turn, you'll turn, he'll turn. And then lastly, when we say at the end here of these phrases, to it, to it, you wouldn't have heard a strong T in either the word to or the word it. You'll hear The first T will be, I believe, it'll be a T flap. I'll turn a blind eye to it. And the second T at the end of it is stopped. It's not released. It. It. So, this happens because I, the word I is a vowel sound, and two, even though it starts with a T at the start of that syllable, because it is a reduced, it's a word that gets contracted or reduced and uses a schwa sound, We'll actually often turn the T in two into a D flap or a T flap when there's a vowel before it. I'll turn a blind eye to it, do it. So, it's the tongue flapping and touching the top of the mouth. I'll turn a blind eye to it. He'll turn a blind eye to it. So, those are things you can practice in the Australian pronunciation course, guys. Go and check that out. Again, if you are practicing or you're wanting to improve your pronunciation in English and sound more Australian. Anyway, before we finish up, I was thinking, what can I talk about in this episode related to being blind that's related to Australia? And as I'm obviously a biologist by training, I know about the marsupial mole, which is this really cool creature in Australia. It's not technically a mole because it's a marsupial, 
just has that name. Moles are eutherians. So, these are placental mammals, if you want to get into the jargon of it. They live in the northern hemisphere in places like, I believe, America and um, Europe, moles. But in Australia, we have this little marsupial that's evolved to be blind and live underground. So, I went to the website animalia.bio forward slash marsupial comma, well, hyphen mole. I'll, I'll leave this link on the screen here in the description and in the transcript if you want to go and check out this website. But I was reading up on some of these really cool facts about the marsupial mole in Australia and I wanted to share them with you before we finish up. So, there are two species of marsupial mole in Australia and they live in the central desert habitats of Australia. So, that's something really cool where moles typically don't live in deserts, the ones that are from the northern hemisphere. But in Australia, the marsupial mole has evolved, it has adapted to living in sand, sandy environments in the desert. Very little is still known about the lifestyle of marsupial moles because they're so cryptic. They're hard to find. They live underground. They don't have large or permanent burrows and instead are usually constantly on the move. And according to Aboriginal sources, they typically only come to the surface during cooler days and after rain, right? Which makes sense. Deserts get pretty hot during the day and you uh, probably don't want to get caught out above ground on a hot day. So, on the surface above ground, they're like a fish out of water, moving around very sluggishly, very clumsily. They don't seem to sort of be at home when they're above the ground. Whilst active during the day, they're typically 20 to 100 centimetres below the surface in their burrows. They're primarily insectivores and have a diet that consists, therefore, mainly of insects, including things like ants, beetles and, and also other invertebrates like termites and centipedes and ant eggs. And they sometimes eat things like seeds, small reptiles and amphibians when they're available. Being marsupials, they have pouches, right, just like a kangaroo or a koala or a wombat. And they tend to only have one to two babies at a time, which when born are very small and climb into the pouch where they latch onto their mother's teats, drink the milk. And when they're juveniles, they are big enough to strike out on their own. Some more cool facts about the marsupial mole include it occasionally burrowing um, their tunnels straight down up to three metres below the ground for no obvious reason. Um, due to opening backward, the marsupial pouch of these animals remains clean from sand and, um, yeah, it doesn't get clogged up as the animal's burrowing. So, you'll notice that in a lot of animals that dig that are marsupials with pouches, the pouches face backwards. One of the most unusual facts about marsupial moles is their body temperature management. For example, their body temperature can increase abruptly from 15 degrees Celsius to 30 degrees Celsius without affecting their metabolism. That's pretty crazy. Although their metabolism is generally quite low, it can sharply increase up to 60 times when the animal burrows, giving them a huge amount of energy. Living in the underground environment with low visibility, marsupial moles have vestigial eyes. In addition, openings of their ears are concealed under their fur. So, again, this is obviously because the eyes aren't useful. They've stopped producing functioning eyes and their ears are covered under fur. So, they obviously don't fill with sand and cause trouble. 
Lastly, captive marsupial moles tend to emit squeaking sounds, typically when they are held or interrupted while feeding. So, there you go, guys. Hopefully, you learn a little bit about Australia. Hopefully, you've mastered the use of the expression to turn a blind eye and hopefully, you've enjoyed this episode. Make sure if you want the transcripts for this episode that you sign up for the premium podcast or academy memberships on my website, aussieenglish.com.au. And for everything else, Australian English, go there as well. I'm your host, Pete. It's a pleasure, guys, and I will see you next time. Peace. Peace.